Although many of us strive to be the best dad we can be, many physicians struggle with finding balance between their life at home and their life at work. This is the Imperfect Dad MD Podcast, the show where we discuss topics involving our minds, bodies, beliefs, relationships at home, and upping our game with our business practices and financial knowledge to better improve our role as dad in the lives of those around us. I'm your host, Dr. Jeremy Toffel, physician, husband, father to two boys, and self-proclaimed imperfect dad. Join me as I learn to raise my own imperfections within all these topics. Now, let's get to today's discussion. Hello and welcome to the Imperfect Dead MD Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Jeremy Toffel. In today's episode, I want to touch on a subject that if you're a frequent podcast listener, especially to other physicians, especially entrepreneurial physicians or mindset physician, coaching physicians, it's a common topic that gets brought up, and that's imposter syndrome. And you've probably heard of the term, you probably maybe even familiar with the term, maybe even lived it for yourself. And it's a common one that gets discussed in the physician community a lot nowadays, I feel like. But I don't want to talk about imposter syndrome in the sense of being a doctor. I want to talk about imposter syndrome in the sense of being a physician parent, especially a physician dad. And I want to comment on why I really focus on the dad side of that. But first, before we get into it, if you have not yet, please subscribe to the show. If you are enjoying these episodes, you feel like you get something out of it, you will be notified initially when these new episodes come out, so then you can hear them right away. Otherwise, who knows if your podcast player will pull them up, or maybe it's buried in your feed or something like that. So I always recommend subscribe to shows that you enjoy listening to. Hopefully, you enjoy listening to this. Also, if you haven't left a review of the show, I would greatly appreciate it. If you listen to this on Apple Podcasts or other players that give you the option to leave a review, please leave those reviews because they really mean a lot to me because they mean I'm doing a good job with these shows. If you have criticism or you want to tell me how to make it better, send me an email. I always talk about this. My email is at imperfect.mdgmail.com. I am a constructive feedback person. And so you want to send me an email and tell me, hey, you need to do this more, do that more. Send it to me because I want to grow with these shows with you and give you the content that you want. So please do. And finally, I always say this, but if you have a friend you think you might get something out of this, please share this with them. Because I know when you're searching for content online, it's not always easy to find what you want. And maybe the show is the one for them. So please share it with them. Now, imposter syndrome. You've probably heard this word. You've heard this phrase. And maybe you're familiar with it. Maybe you're not. The concept of imposter syndrome is simple. You feel like you're an imposter in what you do. You feel like everything that's got you to where you are was either due to other people or dumb luck and all those things, and it's not because of you. It's not because of your skills. It's not because of your know-how. It's not because of your hard work. And in the physician community, we're seeing an increase of that. We're definitely seeing an increase in terms of people who are doctors who feel like maybe they shouldn't be a doctor. And I'm not going to lie, the COVID era has not helped that because I feel like in these last few years, there's definitely been a lot of more social media presence and backlash against physicians that makes us question ourselves. It makes us question the ideals and what we've done as a medical community and are we doing the right thing and did we make right choices and, you know, 
things make us feel this way, right? We hear people talking about it. We hear people saying things. And it makes us question ourselves, not saying that anything we've done is wrong, but it absolutely 100% makes us question ourselves. And imposter syndrome was a term that came up with, I think it was in the 1970s, um, maybe later than that. But again, it's basically this concept of you feel like that nothing you've done personally has got you to where you are, and it's all due to other people and external effects that got you there. Um, actually, a book that came out recently, Dr. Jimmy Turner, he is the uh, podcast runner of the Physician Philosopher podcast. So if you haven't heard of him or listened to his podcast, please go check him out. He touched on this subject back in April, I think, of this year. And he actually came out with a book this year called Determined. It's by Jimmy Turner. So you can look it up on Amazon. I think it's like 99 cents on Kindle um, for the digital version of it. And he, he touches on that plus some other things. And I'm in the middle of reading it all. And it's a really great book. It's, he does a really good job at um, focusing on these concepts as a physician. So again, if that's something that you're dealing with, you should check his book out. I'm not getting paid by him or getting affiliate links or anything like that from pushing his book. I definitely think you should check it out, though, if you haven't. But this imposter syndrome topic has absolutely been touched on a ton by physician podcasts, especially entrepreneurial, uh, coaching, mindset, all those things. But when you try to search online for physician parenting, and definitely on the dad side of it, there's just not a whole lot out there. There's a lot of opinion pieces. When you look at opinions on physician parenting, and if you search it, I guarantee you, almost everything you find is going to be on the mom's side. And for good reason. I mean, you look at, again, I've talked about the gender gap kind of area that we're at right now in terms of what are moms and what are dads and what are our roles. You know, moms have gone from strictly being at home to the workforce. Dads are becoming from the workforce to more having involvement at home. And you definitely see on the mom's side that struggle of identifying at home as a good mom and at work as a good physician or worker or whatever their job is, has been a struggle, right? And you see a lot of that. And that's where the imposter syndrome comes in because I think a lot of these, a lot of moms struggle with that identity crisis of being a mom full-time and being a worker full-time and no one trained them to do that, right? We're in this gender gap of trying to figure this out still. And if you look at most articles about physician parent imposter syndrome, almost all of them are on the female side, on the mom side. And for good reason, totally good reasons on this. Because I, if you look at, and I've talked about this in the past, you look at the parenting roles still at home, Moms are still expected to do most of the parenting roles at home. Even in dual physician households, the female counterparts of those relationships have much higher responsibilities at home than the male counterparts. I've, I've talked about that in the past. And so it absolutely makes sense that the imposter syndrome topic as a parent and a physician is higher focused on those moms. Totally fine with that. I'm, I have no grudge against that. But when you look at it from the dad side, it is drastically small. I haven't been able to find a true article focused on that. I haven't found an article, research study, anything like that looking at the physician dad and focusing on the imposter syndrome of being a parent, not a doctor, 
not with your job, which is what a lot of those studies look at. A lot of studies look at the imposter syndrome of being a physician and knowing what you know and knowing it's due to you and not some external stimuli. Sure, those articles are out there. But for physician dads, being a parent and the imposter syndrome associated with being a parent, please, if you can find an article on that, send it to me because I searched and I searched and I searched. I couldn't find anything that looked at that. Now, why is that? Maybe it is because the physician dad still has focus more at work than at home and that home life transition just isn't there yet to where we're really truly dealing with it. Maybe we don't discuss it out loud as much as we should. Although I will say I'm in a few physician groups online that are dad focused and that imposter syndrome's there. They don't say that, but there's definitely those concerns of, am I screwing up my kid by doing this? And I go through that a lot as well, even though I'm a pediatrician. And that, that there, I think for me is the hardest part, because as a pediatrician, you would think this guy should know his stuff, right? As a parent. I mean, I've mentioned this in the past, but when we were having our first child, my wife was constantly told how lucky she was to be married to a pediatrician, because obviously... I should know everything, right? I should know how to deal with everything, manage everything with a newborn, manage everything with a child. And I always comment, yes, if they're sick, I know what the hell to do. But if they're not sick, I don't know what I'm doing because I'm just as new at this as everybody else. And so when that happens and I'm struggling with the parent side of it, 100% I feel like an imposter. And even more so because I'm a doctor and because I'm a pediatrician. Because I should know this stuff, right? I mean, everybody says that. I should know what the hell I'm doing with my child at all times. And when I don't, I feel like I am royally screwing it up. And I feel like I'm an imposter at being a parent and being a pediatrician sometimes. But more at the parent side. I feel like I'm just getting lucky in making do with the day. You know, I comment a lot about ages. Every age has a joy and every age has a stressor. And I've always said the worst age is kindergarten. I just, whatever it is with our children, kindergarten age has always been the toughest. And that is still tried and true with our youngest who just finished kindergarten going in the first grade, but he's a, he's a young first grader. He'll be a young first grader and definitely a lot of stressors with that. Definitely a lot of behaviors that we're trying to work through. And one would think that me as the pediatrician should be able to figure this out, figure out why is he acting this way? Why is he responding to me this way? Why is he acting out in a violent way towards me in terms of hitting me or something like that? You'd think I would have all the answers, right? But I don't. I don't have all the answers because all of those behaviors that he does is either number one, frustration. He just can't understand why he feels the way he feels. So this is how he acts it out because it's the most... um, I guess, offensive behavior, but not an offensive trend to him trying to be mean, but in the most like obvious behavior, like I'm frustrated and I don't know how else to feel. So that's one thing. It could be a behavior he's learned over time, maybe because of me. Wow. That makes me feel like an imposter, right? When you're, when you think about it, and especially as a pediatrician and because I've done this podcast forever now, I say to myself, well, I should know 
how kids' brains work. I should know that my past responses to his behaviors probably has led to how he responds to me now. So now my child is acting out in a very severe way or a very frustrating way. Well, that has to be my fault. So I screwed this child up. So obviously I'm not a good parent or I'm an imposter or I, you know, shouldn't be managing these types of situations. I mean, these thoughts go through our heads, right? And I think if you're a pediatrician out there, you probably think these things maybe more than other physicians. I mean, I have physicians that come into the office that I take care of their kids, you know, and they come in and they say, don't treat me like a doctor. Treat me like every other parent out there. Act like I know nothing. Because in all honesty, we don't, right? If you're not trained in this stuff, you don't know. And I think that's one of the fallacies too out there is people see doctors as like all knowing about every specialty out there. I mean, again, we can use COVID as an example. You have physicians out there talking about COVID in the past that have no business talking about it because it's nowhere in their specialty, nowhere in their range of knowledge, yet somehow we talk about it assuming we know what we're doing. And so... I think as a pediatrician and trying to talk about parenting and then seeing your child struggle, it makes you feel self-conscious about it. It makes you feel like an imposter as a parent, as a doctor, especially. And like I mentioned before, I'm in these physician groups and I see dads that are physicians talk about their frustrations with their kids and how the heck do I fix this? What do I do about it? And a lot of times the comments are, Hey, I'm sorry, you're struggling with it. We've dealt with it too. You know, it's not so much always advice, it's more condolences and agreement with like, yeah, we struggle with this as well. I don't know what the hell to do about it. And I think in the dad physician world, there's not a lot of help with that. You know, we can talk with each other and say, gosh, I'm struggling. And the other dad says, gosh, I'm struggling with that too. But where the heck is the help with it? And there isn't a lot of it. And we're supposed to feel like we're more involved at home and helping with the kids at home and things like that. But when there's no help there and our kids are struggling, what the heck do we do? And then we, that imposter syndrome as a parent really starts to build up. And so this is my advice for you as a physician who is a parent, especially dads, if you're dealing with this sense of imposter syndrome as a parent, because I know I've dealt with it a lot. And I the, these thoughts creep up a lot, especially when certain people are acting out in the house. And I'm like, what the heck did I do wrong? So these are my thoughts. This is my advice to you. Number one, take a step back. Don't look at it like, well, when my kid's behaving well, I'm just lucky. God, we got lucky with this child. And you know, nothing I did made this kid this way. That's not how life works. So if you got a kid who behaves really well, God bless you. You did something right. You and your spouse or whomever is raising your child with you did something right. So way to go. Don't feel like that you don't deserve that credit because you do. Because that's that's you. So good job. If that's not you and your kid is acting out, take a step back. Number one, tell yourself you're not a bad parent. Number two, tell yourself that it's okay to not know what the hell to do, even as a physician and as a dad. And number three, figure out, okay, what is going on here in this situation? My child is acting this way. It's super frustrating. I don't know what the hell to do about it. Okay, why is my child acting this way? Why are they acting out this way? What did I say? What did I do? What did they say? What did they do? What did my spouse say? What did they do that led to this initial situation that didn't snowballed into where we're at now? 
And if you can pick up on those patterns, then you can start to work on it, right? You can start to make some changes. Because again, parenting is a constant learning battle. You know, if you have multiple children, you can use what you learned on your first child for your second or third or whatever other child, but you still got to learn how to handle those things. And we all know our kids are very different. I'm going to do a show on this, but just recognizing the differences in our kids is super important because you handle them in very different ways in terms of dealing with stress, dealing with frustrations, dealing with, you know, a sibling rivalry, whatever it is, you're going to handle them in different ways based on their personalities. So I think I'll be talking about that next week um, because I think this is an important topic and I really started recognizing it more recently with our kids. And so, but that's important, I think, is to recognize those things. So that's one of those things. Take that step back and look at it. Number two, don't beat yourself up. Don't allow yourself to think that, well, I didn't do anything right here. It all has to do with the people around me that made it better. I mean, those people probably helped. Your spouse probably helped. Daycare, nanny, whatever probably helped with that. But you're still the father figure. And you have to look at how is my father figure role influencing my child? And don't give yourself zero credit. Now, that's part of imposter syndrome is taking no credit for your for the things you've done well, right? And as a ch- parent and seeing your kid when they're doing well, and I'm not talking about doing, you know, super good in school or super good in sports or always being super Southern gentleman, polite, whatever it is, even if it's sitting at the table and eating a meal or being able to play on their own or draw a really cool picture for you, even though it doesn't look like anything, but they did it for you. That's you. You made that happen. And you got to take credit for it. Whatever those little wins are, take them. Because I think we all know as parents, you can't just sit around for that big win. You know, when you look at sports, it's like, we're always hoping for that championship win, but you got to celebrate the little wins on the way, right? And you may not hit that championship win, but if you had a good season, that's great. It's the same thing with parenting. You may not get that championship win at the end of kindergarten or first grade or whatever it is you're looking for. But if you had some good wins along the way and you had a good season overall, hell, enjoy it, celebrate it, because you're going to be a fan for it next season. So why not be a fan for it now? even if it doesn't lead to that championship ring or, you know, you get to put a plaque up or something like that. So look at that as from a parenting side. Take credit where credit's due. Don't allow others to take that credit from you. You are an awesome parent and you're allowing your child to live that life. And if you can focus on that more than the negative sides, it actually makes parenting so much easier. So Give yourself a break. Give yourself credit. That's super important. And lastly, look for help. If you're struggling with this, like really struggling, you feel like, make sure you're reaching out to people. Now, maybe it's your spouse. Maybe you you talk to your spouse and be like, I'm really struggling with this. I'm not gonna lie. I had a moment like that a few weeks ago where things just felt like they were falling apart in the house. Everybody was upset. Everybody was yelling. Everybody was angry. Um... (laughs) I I shouldn't say this, but I guess I should. My six-year-old slapped me full hand in the face. It wasn't a fun experience. I'll tell you that. And I always thank God every day that I'm not an abusive parent when those situations happen because Lord knows who knows what would have happened, but obviously I'm not and didn't let that escalate. But it felt terrible. 
it felt so bad. And it got to the point where I just looked at my wife and said, I can't do this anymore. I have to step out. Can you please take care of the rest of bedtime? And I just walked out of the room. I didn't tough it out. I didn't sit there and say, oh, I can move through this. Because at that point, I couldn't. I had to get away from the situation. I had to say, listen, I have met my limit. And I know as a parent, I can't move forward with this. And I love you so much, wife. (laughs) Please, please, please take care of this for me. And I'm sure I'll pay you back in some way. And we do. That's, you know, that's one of the things that we do as parents is we help each other out. There are days that I struggle. There are days that she struggles. And when she's struggling, I do more. When I struggle, she does more. That's parenting, right? That's co-parenting our children. It's important to ask for help. You don't have to tough it out all the time. Now, maybe it's not that situation. Maybe you're just like seeing how your kids are acting or maybe they're struggling at school or maybe something's happened and you're beating yourself up saying, gosh, what did I do wrong here? But don't number one, don't blame yourself like we talked about. But number two, find someone to talk to. Maybe it's another dad. Maybe they're in your group. Maybe it's not in your specific physician group, physician group, but you know somebody who is a physician dad or similar. Reach out to them and be like, listen, I'm not looking for the perfect answer. I just need to talk this out with you. I need to like just get my feelings out there. Because I know for me, I feel so much better when I just get my feelings out there. I'm not even looking for someone to tell me what to do sometimes. I just want to say, I am struggling with this and it sucks. Let me just talk about it. So find that support person, that support group. Again, it can be just like, you know, a handful of guys that you play poker with, whatever. Find that group and talk to them about it. Don't feel like guy talk can only be about sports and whiskey and whatever, baseball. I don't know. You can talk about your kids and do it. Make it known. Make it be like, listen, guys, I want to talk about how much it sucks right now to be a dad and I feel like I'm doing a crappy job. And you guys can open up too. Because how great is that for dads to be able to talk to each other about those parenting things? Because I feel like sometimes we kind of shut those off and we feel like when we're with other dads, we don't want to give our grievances and our grief to them. But dads are always willing to help each other out and talk about it. And if not, it's just like to try to make you feel better. I mean, I've definitely learned that over the last couple of years. We just want to help each other out too. Because we're struggling with it and we don't want to see other dads struggle with it. So that's the show on imposter syndrome as a physician parent, especially as a dad. Again, I don't have any research to go off on this because I don't find any out there looking at physician dads and that imposter syndrome of being a parent. But I absolutely think it's such an important topic because we are in that gender gap role of having these expectations of being at home more, of having more of a parenting role to it. But no one talks about it with us. Again, moms definitely have that imposter syndrome tied to it, but when you look at the articles and the studies out there, it's all focused on being the perfect mom and the perfect doctor meshed together. And it's the imposter side of, okay, I'm definitely not a good mom or I'm definitely not a good doctor. Um, And again, I have no problem with it being like that in terms of that's where the topics are. But I think as dads, we really need to look at that too. Because if there is this expectation of us, to take more of a role at home and we're feeling this way, we got to talk about it and we got to work on it. You know, I almost said we got to fix it, but I don't think there's ever a true way to fix it. You know, just like things like anxiety and frustrations and anger and all those things, it's never going to fully go away. But if we can figure out how to manage it better and learn to keep it from negatively affecting us long-term, that's such a huge step. I really do think it is. So 
I don't know, if you're somebody in the research field and you want to look into something, this is something to look at. Do a survey on your physician dads in your groups and see what responses you get. Because I absolutely 100% guarantee you that you're going to find some interesting results there, provided people are being honest. Make it anonymous so that people feel like they can do that. But that's my advice to you. If you got any comments or any questions about this, send me an email. I'm at imperfectdadmd at gmail.com. I'm always happy to talk about these things. Um, you can go to the website, www.imperfectdadmd.com, and send me a message through there as well. Um, obviously, the blog hasn't done much lately. I would love to write up an article on this with imposter syndrome and being a dad. I'm probably going to do it because there's not many of them out there. So look for that. That'll be out at some point once I find time between doctoring and being a dad and getting ready for scouts and swim team and hanging out with my wife and all the other things that we do as parents because there's a lot of things on the list that you got to check off and as i've talked before you got to set your priorities and go down the list and eventually i'll get to the part of my list that means making another blog post it'll get there i promise so but i hope you guys are staying healthy staying safe remember embrace those imperfections and i will see you next time my dad dr jeremy toffel is a pediatrician, father, and husband. The information provided in this podcast is not meant to be medical advice and is for your education and entertainment only.